Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just over broke job by investing in real estate rental properties so you never, ever have to work a job again. Now, I want to share with you something that's really kind of interesting. Now, I'm going to tell you about what's going on in the market, what's going on in the economy, and all that sort of stuff, and what I'm seeing that's going to happen sometime here in the uh, near future, But here's the funny thing. I'm going to be telling you that there is possibly a correction or a crash coming in the market, which we'll go into all throughout this episode. But at the same time, it's really interesting to think that there's a crash coming, but you still can invest right now. The big thing that I saw back in 2008, and I'll get into all this in just a minute, but a big thing I saw in 2008 was the places that I was investing where I was paying much lower dollar amount. It wasn't hit nearly as hard as like San Francisco or anywhere in California. Even in Phoenix, Arizona, prices were crazy, crazy high. $325,000 for a house then was selling for like one fifty dollars or one forty, dollars you know, like cut in half or more. But the places that I was buying and where my students buy, it only dropped by maybe 20 or 30%, but we still made passive income every single day. Now the prices are so much higher. We have appreciation, but we have passive income. So I'm gonna share with you all about what's going on in the market, as well as watch out for the next episodes that are going to be releasing really shortly. It's basically going to be a series on all this stuff going on in the market, how you can be ready, how you can prepare yourself now to get ready for investing, and then how to invest all through the crash and all throughout everything. And I'm going to show you how to do that. Now, also, get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. Rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. And I will personally send you my free real estate investing course where I'll show you how to find properties, how to build the business, how to fund or get money for the properties, how to run it automatically and make $250 or more in passive income. So text that word rental to 33777. Now, is there going to be a crash coming in not just the real estate market, but economies and the world markets in general? Well, possibly. And that's something I want to talk to you about today. Now, I have seen... A big crash back in 2008. Many people lived through it, but I was actually investing through the crash in 2007, 2008. I started buying properties in 2006. Right as it was running up, I started thinking, hey, it's a good time to buy real estate. Well, in fact, it actually was a good time to buy real estate if you bought it right. And I'll tell you exactly how to buy it right later on in this video. But what I want to talk to you about is the actual crash or correction. I like to say correction because I'm not going to say it's a crash, but Coming soon, there's going to be some sort of correction. If it's a crash, it'll be dependent on a lot of different variables, but we're going to talk about all that right now. As we are looking at potential crash or correction in the real estate market or the markets in general, like the economies in general, there's so many different factors. Now, I remember back in 2006, 2007, when I first started investing in real estate, I was living in California, literally living in California and then investing in Ohio and Texas and Arizona because California is really expensive. Everybody knew that was so crazy a time when the market just kept going up and up and up. Now I was buying for cash flow properties, not for appreciation. We'll get into all that and how to actually invest right now, even if there's a crash coming, I'll show you how to do that as well. And I started investing in 2006. 
And as I was investing, I was buying cash flow properties, properties that made me $250 or more in passive income from the rents. But once it got to 2009, then the crash happened. So the prices kept going up 2007, 2008, 2009, and big, big crash. Prices of the homes dropped dramatically. And we're seeing that literally right now. In fact, it's almost even worse. Now, I'm not going to say that there's going to be a necessarily like a big crash where it was like in 2007, 2009, but there will be a correction. Now, there are so many things I want to talk to you about. And the first one is when we're investing in real estate, if we invest for cash flow, where money comes into our pockets every single month from the rents minus the expenses, if we invest for $250 a month in passive income, no matter what happens, if the market goes up, if the market goes down, or if the market goes sideways, we still make money because we are investors in cash flow. If we invested just for appreciation, if we were flipping properties, we would be losing money because we would buy a property here, we think it'd go up to here, but then crashes down to here, we lose money. We don't want to do that. So we invest for cash flow. So in 2009, I was buying properties for cash flow, making money. And even when everybody was losing their shirts, like everything was going bad, people were going bankruptcy, all these things were going really, really bad, I did fine. In fact, that's how I quit my job was investing in real estate rental properties. And I make $250 a month every single from every single property. And I have 30 plus properties now, so I have plenty of money coming in. Now, what I learned back in 2006 and 2007 and up into 2009 was that there will eventually be a crash. Now, I'm going to tell you something that happened recently. So in March of 2020, obviously COVID-19 happened. Everybody was calling for, oh, this is the crash. This is the crash. And I said, no, it's not. This is like... Uh, manufactured crash. In fact, the reason why is all the businesses shut down, they stopped. Now what you're going to see is people are going to come back to work, which they have now, they've come back to work and they are back to work. But let's see future down the line, what could happen in the future. Now the economy is coming right back. In fact, before it was artificially closed down because of the COVID-19 and everything closing down, because of that, it was artificially brought down because no business, everybody stayed at home but now it's coming right back up. So you don't see a crash right now. Like literally right now, it's literally not a crash. This is what, um, you know, September, October of 2020. Well, I'm seeing a correction that should come. Now there are four different reasons why I see somewhat of a correction or possibly a crash coming somewhat in the near future. I'm not gonna give you a time frame again, but just be watching for these. Now, the first one is interest rates. Second one would be home prices. Number three would be supply and demand. And the last one would be unemployment or jobless rates. All of these are interconnected and affect what's gonna happen in the market as well as the greater economy. Now, let's look at interest rates alone. Interest rates are very interesting because there's a number of different factors that go into this. Now, back in, I think it was like January-ish, the Federal Reserve lowered their interest rate down to zero, like literally zero. Now, that is just borrowing between banks. It's not a mortgage rate. But what I said back then in January, and what's really interesting, the mortgage rates were probably about 5 or 6%, eh, maybe 5.5%, 4.5% to 5% back in January, for mortgage rates and the Fed just cut it to almost zero or basically zero for interest rates between banks. And I called, and I said, you know what? Watch for mortgage rates to follow. Mortgage rates always follow interest rates from the Federal Reserve. So the next three or four months, watch for a really, really good interest rate on your mortgage. And this is exactly what happened. On top of the COVID-19, there was another thing that actually just threw all this stuff out. That was more of a black swan event, just basically something that just happens 
once a lifetime. Like it probably will never happen again. I hope it doesn't happen again. But what we're looking at prices now, interest rates for homes are as low as like 2.75. I was talking to somebody that was literally buying a house to live in. They got like two and a half percent or 2.75%. That is ridiculous. I'll tell you something I'm doing because I see such great interest rates being so low right now. I am literally refinancing one of my investment properties. It's not a personal house. It's not a second home. It is classified as an investment property. And the banks, what they're actually doing is they're giving me a 3.125%. I think I had to pay like $700 to get the rate down just a little bit. But shoot, it was 3.1%. That is so cheap. And I'm going from a 30-year down to a 20-year note. On top of that, what I'm also doing is I think I'm only paying like $20 more. So I'm less in total time, less interest, less all around. So you should be doing that too. But what's interesting, when interest rates go lower, that means prices go up. Here's the reason why. Everybody only has a certain amount of money to spend either on rent or on a mortgage payment every single month. Let's say that Joe Smith only has $1,500 a month to either pay for rent or pay for a mortgage. Well, if the interest rates are like five and a half, six percent the amount of money that they can borrow, that he can borrow, is much lower than when it is like 2.5%. Because when you have a 150, now let's go up a little higher. When you have a $200,000 house, if you borrow $200,000 at 6% or even 5%, your mortgage payment's gonna be closer to like sixteen dollars to $1,700 a month. Now, if you also had that same $200,000 loan, but you're paying 2.75, your mortgage payment is gonna be like, $1,100, maybe even $1,000 or less. It's gonna be so much lower. So what's gonna, they're gonna say is, man, I still have 1,500. It's only gonna be 1,100. Let me find a higher house or a bigger house and a better house or more expensive. So it goes up and then this goes up, goes up and then it goes up because they have more money. Well, it's the same money every single month, the same $1,500. But what's interesting is that money goes so much further. So that's what happens to home prices. Now, with interest rates all being covered, let's go to number two your home prices. Right now, literally right now, prices are skyrocketing. I mean, it's going up so high and it is so amazing to see. Now, in a bad way, Phoenix right now, where I currently live in Phoenix, there's a city called Surprise. Surprise isn't the biggest city and it's not the most like, you know, well-developed city and all that sort of stuff, but houses are selling for $500,000. There's no reason, like this is not Scottsdale, this is not Hollywood or whatever. I know Hollywood's a lot more, but $500,000 for a house is ridiculous. And the reason why is the same thing with the interest rates. People still have $1,500, $1,800, dollars to buy a house. It keeps the prices going up. So as I see prices in 2006, it was really going up. 2007, 2008, 2009, and then it crashed. And then it came down. Now, literally 12 years later from then, it's right back up to where it crashed. So it went up here, crashed down here. Then it's right back up to where it crashed. And then now it's above that even. It's like 20% above the prices of when it crashed. And in my opinion, in 10 years or 12 years, it should not be above where it was when it crashed. If it was bad when it crashed, there's no reason why it should be like that this high right now. So I'm seeing prices being so crazy high. Now I will give you a caveat because I'm an investor. 
what I want to do is I want to show you how to be prepared for the future, for this correction or this crash, so you can capitalize on it. So watching a little bit in the end of the video, I'm actually gonna give you how to actually prepare and be ready for this great opportunity to be buying loads and loads of property. It's gonna be like a $300,000 house. It's gonna be on sale for like $130,000. You're like, yes, please, yes, please. In fact, I have lots of money just sitting on the sidelines in um, a money market account making me, I don't know, two or 3% right now, which is really good, but, I'd rather have it in a property, but prices are so high right now, so I'm not. Now, next up is supply and demand. With COVID-19, that was a whole nother ball wax of things going on with demand and supply. The demand died down a little bit because people were locked down, but the ones that would normally buy, they prolonged how when they would actually buy because they just waited to see what's gonna happen. Then also that accumulated more people that wanted to buy, interest rates down, that's more people that wanted to buy, but the demand was high, 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 and the supply was very low. Because of COVID-19, supply was so low because people weren't listing their properties. They think, man, why would I list my properties? Nobody's buying right now, why would I do that? Well, what's interesting now, once COVID-19 started to get a little more on the back end where people started want, realizing, you know, I can get out of the house, they started listing their properties and those properties are listed for sale, but there's so many more people. It's regular, just supply and demand. Supply and demand, if there's high demand and low supply, that means the prices are going to go up, just like every uh, everything else. If you're gonna buy, you know, we saw the toilet paper was literally gone. They were selling toilet paper on eBay for like $1,000. Crazy, because there's a lot of demand, very, very low supply. Same thing with houses. Now you have a lot of demand for people who have more money to spend. They're realizing I gotta move out of the big cities where there's a bunch of rioting and looting and all that sort of stuff. They wanna get out of there, so many other reasons but that does not change the amount of supply. Supply is still low because people are thinking, I better just wait. I better just hunker down until all this COVID-19 stuff goes away and then I will be able to actually uh, live my life like I want to. Wait till all the rioting and looting and the stealing all stops, then I can make a move, which is supply and demand. So very high demand, very low, low supply, which makes prices even higher than it should be. Next up, the last one is unemployment rates or jobless rates. Now, we know with COVID-19, we had record unemployment, like record everything, like literally 2.8% unemployment of the entire population. That is never heard of. That is so brilliant. Then COVID-19 happened. Then it dropped to like 20% unemployment. It's horrible. Everybody's, you know, they're on furlough or they're losing their jobs. Really, really sad. Now, the economy's coming back. Now, what's interesting is you're gonna have heard, probably heard many, many people back in March with COVID-19, everybody screaming, this is the crash, this is the crash. I wasn't doing that. And the reason why is because it's an artificial, like I said, black swan event. It's an artificial change in the market. As soon as people get back to work, it's gonna pick it right back up. Now the thing though, even though jobs are coming back, there's a downside right now. A lot of small businesses are closing down because all the money went to Walmart, to Amazon, to Facebook, to all, to all these big, Apple, all these big companies made, and hopefully you're not gonna get too mad, but they made so much money. You know, Hopefully you're not gonna get mad at them, but they're, you know, they're doing their business. But what was sad was I saw even just home delivery people, they were getting arrested for driving around when Amazon could drive around and deliver things. So what's really, really sad is all the money went to these big companies. Now, what's interesting is these small mom and pops, these small people that just wanna make a living and provide for their families, they, are they don't have their businesses anymore and they don't provide jobs anymore. 
That is really, really sad. Until that picks up, I don't know how much more unemployment's actually gonna be uh, going down anymore. It might stay up because the businesses are gone. Not everybody's gonna be able to work at Amazon or Apple or something like that, or even Walmart, for, for instance. Now, when you sum all of that up, what you see is really low interest rates. But interest rates have to go up. They will always eventually go up. It goes up and down, but it will go up. I know back in 1990s, my parents bought their house. They paid like a 17% interest. That is, like, think of a mind blown. What if it gets back up there? That means prices are gonna crash. Not saying it's gonna do that, but if it does, oh my goodness. Even if it goes from 3% to 6%, 7, 8, 9%, that is so much less money. Somebody only has $1,500 to spend in rent. So what's gonna happen is that $1,500 goes so much less far. And so it goes down, 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 down. That's, and on top of that, prices are so high. Eventually people are gonna say, you know what? I just can't afford this. And what happened in 2007, eight, nine, when the crash happened, people walked away from their houses. So people who are buying $500,000 houses in Phoenix right now, which is, Silly to me, they're gonna say, you know what? My house is worth $100,000 less than when I bought it. 200,000 or $300,000 less than when I bought it, I'm just gonna walk away. That's gonna exacerbate or make everything worse. It's gonna make it so much worse, just like in 2009, where everybody kept walking away from houses. But what's great for us, and I'll give you just a second, how we will be able to invest and capitalize on this because we're investors. See, now the big key I'm gonna give you is when people are selling, we need to be buying. When people are buying, we need to be selling. That's the bottom line. You absolutely need to do that. Now, what we're looking at now is prices are just jacking up really, really high. We're looking at potentially coming bubble. If you look at the way that the economy was back in 2008, 2009, when it crashed, it was going up really, really high, and there was a bubble that burst and it popped and came all the way down. It was dramatically lowered. Same thing. What is really, really interesting is now, 12 years later, remember the crash was like 2008. This is 2020. This is 12 years later. Now, every single market cycle is usually about seven to eight years. That means market goes up and corrects and comes down, goes up and corrects and comes down every seven to eight years. But right now what's happening, it is literally not corrected in 12 years. 12 years, ever, ever since like the history of that we've actually been recording, it's been up and down for seven and eight years. Now it's literally been 12 years of up and up and up. If you look at home prices at the crash at 2009, they were this high. Right now, they are like at least 50% higher than where the crash actually was back in 2009. And in 10, 12 years, there's no reason for it to go here, then back down, and then back up even much more so, like 50% more than when it crashed back 10 years ago. Now that is super scary seeing that well, scary if you're not an investor. If you're an investor, I'm actually really excited, which we'll get into in just a minute. But what we're looking at is we have inventory, we have interest rates, but they also have jobless rates. Now, what's looking like right now is because of COVID-19, the jobless rates are really sky high. But at the same time, businesses are coming back to work, people are getting back to work. But at the same time, when there's a contraction in the market or in the economy, when there's a contraction, and there are elections coming up, and that is another huge, huge thing that is, is really needs to be put on our radar because the incumbent president, whoever it is, Republican, Democrat, or whatever, they always want the economy to be as good as possible. The one that's in there in office that wants to get reelected, 
They want to make sure that the economy is good because, hey, look at my track record. It looks really good. The one that's coming in wants to say, no, the economy's bad. Hi, you know, hire me or elect me and I will make the economy good. Or I'll make your lives better. Now, the sitting president will make sure as best as he can that interest rates stay low. So he's going to be pressuring the Federal Reserve, like whichever president, doesn't matter who it is, which side it is. They're always going to be pressuring the Federal Reserve to lower the interest rates so the economy stays high. The new one, the one that wants to come in, wants the economy to go low. So what's going to happen is the economy is going to stay high. And this will almost be 13 years of constant up, up, up. When it's been up, down, up and down for seven or eight years, every seven to eight years there's a contraction. Well, this is almost double that. This is 13 years of up, up, up. If you look at a graph or look at the chart, it's actually really, really so high. There's going to be a bubble that's going to crash. Another thing is jobless rates. Now, jobs are coming back. But at the same time, it's projected that there are going to be like 20 million jobs lost in the next year or two years. With that, that's less money in the market. That's really concerning for us as investors. But at the same time, if there is a correction, us as investors will do very well. And I'll show you how to actually do that when you're investing. Now, you guys are awesome. I really appreciate you guys being here. And remember that in the next episodes or the next uh, shows that I release, the next coming weeks, I'm going to be walking you through how to actually get ready now for investing in the future and then how to invest now during and after all this crash that's going to be happening. So make sure you're getting to the next episodes and listen to all my investor coaching as well. You guys are awesome. I'll see you guys the next time. See ya. See ya.